Welcome to the Real Life Discipleship Podcast, where the conversation about discipleship is always real for real people in real life. Welcome back. I'm Lance Wigton. I'm the Communications Director here at Real Life Ministries. And uh, today we uh, have back with us for a special treat, Rex Lata. Rex is one of our executive pastors, and he's also also over our community assistance uh, program down here. Uh, downstairs and that reaches out into the community and helps people that are hurting uh, with finances and all kinds of things. But uh, Rex, one of the reasons I wanted to uh, bring you in is because uh, your team, your uh, volunteers down there does such a good job of uh, interacting with people that come in 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 a really bad situation and ministering to them and be in the hands and feet of Jesus. And I know one of the things that you do is uh, is train them. And recently you did a, a training on listening. T- tell me about how why you did a training, and then we can get into what the training is. Yep. One of the things that I realized that if we're not being reminded regularly, we'll mm-hmm. kind of do what we've always done. Mm-hmm. And since our stories are kind of our favorite subject, um, we can end up talking more than listening. Mm. And so when you're dealing with a community, a demographic that's disadvantaged as far as the world's concerned, um, they're used to being talked at mm-hmm. and talked to, but not listened to. Mm-hmm. And so the Bible uses a uh, hey, listen or and um, listen and uh, listening or hearing over 550 times. Mm. And it's a way um, because this community doesn't get listened to. It's a way that we can communicate that we're different, that we love and that we care for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so and that's one of our main goals is that they're, they feel like they're loved, they're cared for, and we invite them into new experiences. So these people struggling with their own value, their own self-image, otherwise they wouldn't come in here. Uh, are 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 really being taught that they do matter because they that people are giving them the time. Yes, yes. We talk about their image bearers uh, that we all stand uh, before God bearing His image, mm-hmm. no matter where they are, what their circumstance in life is. And so, one of the ways that we can honor them and show them that we care and we love them is by listening to their story. And engaging with them. That's that's very good. I gotta go back though. You said a statement, and I wanna I wanna punch down on that. Even though you're here, I'm trying to get you to go to this training. But I have a question about what you said already, which is, my story is my favorite topic. Yes, that that's a constant battle. Is um, uh, people want to talk about themselves. That's mm-hmm. a natural tendency that we want to actually talk more than listen. And so it's a constant reminder for us as a team of what we're here for and what we're about. And so it's more, the training is more of a reminder mm-hmm. and going back to the model of the Bible and, and, and what Jesus modeled um, because he valued people, he valued relationship. And uh, so that's what, that's the focus it's more of a just a reminder because um, what will happen is we'll get um, we'll get reminded something we'll connect and mm-hmm. then we'll enter we'll, then we'll interrupt their story with our story mm-hmm. and then they're used to that they're used to people devaluing their story so that we get so that 
so that the person gets to tell them theirs. Well, that uh, that is uh, interesting. And unfortunately, I think that is true. And do you think there's a tendency when uh, their story that they come in with, uh, obviously it's not a good story uh, because they wouldn't be coming in, is do we have a tendency, even though we're trying to be Christ followers, we're trying to be in the hands of the feet of Jesus, we're there for a good reason. But when the story is bad, we don't necessarily want to, want to hear it. Do you think that's a, a pushback for your volunteers? I definitely think that's because because at some level you think you have to have the answer. Mm. And so when you're listening to when you're listening to stories and you know there's stories of of hurt and pain whether it would happen to them or that it happened because of their choices or decisions or a variety of different reasons kind of like you know Job Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the friends all had great answers mm-hmm. and they were actually all true answers. The problem is, is there wasn't the right answer for Job. Mm-hmm. And so that's the reality. We do not know um, actually what the answer is. And so we have to be comfortable with listening to the story, engaging, empathizing and inviting them into relationship. That's that's uh, excellent. Uh, that's excellent. And I think the friends of Job is such a good example, too, because really, really what they were struggling with was more about. So this happened to you. What's that to prevent from happening to me? So clearly something you did something different than I that I did. Yeah. It's really more about their story. Absolutely. Not Job's story. Yeah, I, I want that to be true because then I can do all the right things and bad things won't happen to me. Right. Then therefore, Job deserves it. Exactly. Right. I like that story. Yeah. Versus, okay, uh, Satan uh, asking questions about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No one wants that. Okay. So uh, I think it's a good way to go. This isn't necessarily new things, but they are things that we should be reminded of a lot. Absolutely. Okay. And what, and so tell me how you teach this. So what I do is I kind of go through the Bible. I'll start with Genesis and go all the way through. And we'll talk about how, um, you know, we'll start with Adam and Eve, you know, either we're, either we're listening, we're not listening or we're listening to the wrong voices. And then we're making decisions off that. And, uh, you know, you go through Adam and Eve uh, they chose the wrong voice to listen to. Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. Um, God spoke. Uh, Cain chose to ignore. Tower of Babel. There's lots of talking going on. They rejected God's counsel. Um, Noah, worst preacher in the world, spoke for 120 years. The only people that listened were his family. Yeah, they, they probably didn't have a choice. And they didn't have a choice. They wanted to eat. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, Job's friends, we talked about that a little bit. Mm. Um, Moses, you know, they there's a, a selective listening and obedience and, you know, prophets spoke and few heeded. So. so right off the bat, you the, the first thing you're, you're teaching your group and really the people that are listening today is while you're in, in the middle of a conversation with somebody, in the you have to focus on what you are listening to and what should you be listening to? Because there could be, you know, you, you, your flesh could be talking, you know, I'm hungry. Uh, I wish I hadn't been here today. My feet hurt or, or, or even uh, like the examples you gave from the Bible uh, things that are, you know, I want, I want this instead of that. And then, but it's focusing on the person in front of you and listening to them. Yeah. Cause this is a reality. It's more about relationship that even if I had the right answer, that doesn't mean that they're going to 
accept the right answer. Most people that we deal with actually have the right answer. Mm. They actually know what they need to do. But the, but the complicated part is what's the barrier? Mm-hmm. And I will say that 90% of the barriers have to do with relational. It's a relational context. There's a lack of trust in relationships. They don't have a safety. They don't have any safety in relationships. Mm-hmm. There's nobody that they really uh, believe or is actually for them that's healthy. Mm. There's people that are for them. It's kind of like getting counsel and getting good counsel. It's two different things. You know, that's that's where the issue is. So have the information. Most people, most people's problems, the answer is in their cell phone. Mm. It's it's asking for forgiveness. And hey, will you give me another chance? So uh, if we're focused on listening and we make the right choices and kind of not listen to our flesh and not listen to it just in the moment, stop everything and listen to them. There are some benefits to us for doing that, though, too. Well, I think, you know, some of the benefits for us is, you know, is is we're walking in God's uh, will for us, mm-hmm. that he wants us to practice. Um, it's a part of holiness is doing things and practicing things that were uh, modeled to us uh, by Jesus. You know, that's a that's a practical benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it also kind of reminds us of the um, the frailty of uh, of the human walk is that most of us, honestly, um, or a car accident, a health issue, um, a paycheck missing or two mm-hmm. away from being in similar circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Um, it kind of is humbling. Mm-hmm. It's very humbling. Well, that makes me very anxious when you say words like that, but it is true. We are we are one one factor from yeah. being in a, in a real bad situation. Uh, we, we, you know, this this uh, podcast, uh, which is about discipleship and discipling others, of course, this falls right into that. Uh, Jesus gave us a lot of models about uh, modeled good listening for us. Absolutely. What, what are some of those? Well, I think some of them we see is, um, you know, <laughs> I've got three of them that I kind of use as, um, you know, even when he was young, you know, mm-hmm. when he was at the temple, 12 years old, you know, it says that he was listening to them and asking questions. You know, what a great example. And and at the very end, it says that he actually grew in wisdom and stature, that that was a, that's a part of the growth process of, we, of us becoming mm-hmm. mature. And it gives us hope because actually Jesus had to grow in that. And part of his his primary way of growing in that was listening and asking questions. So I just think that's, that's just a, that's just a amazing. And then, you know, he had a guy that, you know, came in a religious leader in Luke 18, um, asked him, hey, good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? And so Jesus kind of asked a clarifying question. I got him to speak. And one of the things that we notice, and we actually heard this from Sean McDowell this weekend, is that the average English word has 3.5 meanings. And so if I don't so if I don't ask clarifying questions to get like, you know, love Mm -hmm. 
you know, what is, so what do you mean by love? So if we're not asking those clarifying questions, we can go off in a, in a totally wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And when I ask clarifying question, I'm actually validating what they're actually saying. I'm not just going, "Uh uh so I'm actually engaging in the store. We call it expanding the story. So that's a, that's a blessing. And then, you know, he, but to answer your question, he gave, kind of gave him some answers, but then he gave him the opportunity to uh, choose. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, hey, here's the answer. You're asking me a direct question, gave you a direct answer. And then it's like, so what are you going to do with that? And so Jesus loved him enough to allow him to actually walk away. We don't know the end of the story. We know the end of the story here. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know the end of the story. But, you know, isn't that why Jesus died on the cross? Mm. You know, to actually give us the opportunity to actually have choice, you know, that we're dead in our sins and our trespasses. And because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, now we have choice. We can actually choose to follow and live in eternity. So, But but, but he also had a boundary with his listening. He wasn't going to yeah. listen and enable. He was going to no. uh, listen and give that person a choice to be healthy. Absolutely. Boy, and that, and. and and when we get to the point where, see, we get kind of nervous about that, is we we would continue on with the story and try to convince and persuade people that they're mm-hmm. making the wrong decision and choices, mm-hmm. when the reality is, is that um, that um, diminishes uh, their dignity, mm. their ability to choose. That's the that's one of the ways that we uh, we mirror God's image is to be able to choose. When we try to manipulate and force people to make decisions, we diminish that. Boy, that is that is a great point, Rex. Uh, um, and. I think it's true for all people where you're empowering the person by listening to them. You're also empowering that person by giving them the choice and not badgering them or trying to make it right for them. Absolutely. Um, And this is a tricky part because a lot of, a lot of, when you're dealing with people, a lot of the developmental issues, it, it has to do with, um, uh, yes and no, mm-hmm. learning that. And if you've been manipulated or you've been like pushed down and you haven't been able to develop what that actually means, mm-hmm. um, you actually, you're kind of in bondage. You actually don't have that ability to do that. And then you kind of gravitate towards those relationships where you don't have to make decisions, mm. which, which then leads, then you never become an adult. Wow. So... That is good. Uh, so you're in the middle of a conversation. What are some of those uh, things that you give uh, your people to have as anchors, uh, practical things that they yeah. can remember while they're in the in the interactions like that? Yeah. I First thing we always do before we go out with anybody is we have them pray. Mm-hmm. You know, we want God to be an intervener in here to give us wisdom and guides and also to give us the, the patience to, to be able to listen, to remind us of what we're here for and, and, and not get in the way of what he's doing. Um, also, we're always asking one another, are we listening more than we're speaking? Mm-hmm. And, and a big question I'm always asking is, what am I learning? Because mm-hmm. if I'm not learning anything from this conversation, I'm not listening. Right. That's good. So that's a that's a biggie. I I think this is for me, it's trust the relationship more than the information. I think even even in Christianity, we'll see that. I know in my own story, 
I trusted the relationship, the little that I knew about Christ, and then the information kind of grew over time. And so trusting the trusting that the relationship, if we can be, if we can keep them in proximity, mm-hmm. okay, they're going to end up with en- with enough information to make a decision to follow Christ and become a part of our community. But if you don't have any proximity, you don't have any influence. Boy. And so we got to focus on the relationship, keep them around, give them new experiences, so that can happen. That is a that is a really good point because. Uh, ultimately, as disciple makers, um, we do have the right information. We have information that can change their lives, but we are so, we get our own flesh, which is why this training is so effective, I think, is our flesh wants to help them out of their situation so bad. We don't, we don't even worry. We skip the relationship and there, we we might as well be a door to door salesman or a, 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 it, um, somebody that calls on the telephone yep. that we don't know. Yep. Uh, so that is a that is a great point, Rex. What yeah. are other what are other things that you can? Yeah, have there's these, some practical uh, ones asking open ended questions so you don't get yes and no answers. I usually ask people about themselves. Honestly, how'd you you know? Did you grow up here? You know, just to get things going, and then once they get a glimpse that you're actually. Um, maybe they'll get a chance to actually share and somebody will listen. They usually go. They usually just go because that's not a that's not a reality for mm. a lot of their lives, most of their lives. You know, and then being able to ask clarifying questions to kind of expand it. And I always like to go, do you guys have a spirit? Do you have a spiritual background? You mm-hmm. know, where you're a church kid, not a church kid. And, you know, then you get to listen to, you know, listen to that. And, you know, how did you end up here? I mean, this is like a church. How'd you end up here? You know, so those things, um, you know, are all just uh, uh, just a way to kind of get to know. And uh, we always try to keep it light, mm-hmm. you know, not serious. Uh, one of the things that we, we monitor how effective is because a lot of people walk in and they're under a lot of burden. Mm. So when you're under a lot of burden, your prefrontal cortex that makes decisions and higher learning and all that, that that becomes shut down and you're just trying to get off the railroad tracks. But that's usually not the situation. So if you can get them to relax, you can get them to laugh, you can get them to start sharing their stories. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, uh, more, uh, more thoughts, more ways, more decisions, more options become available to them um, so that they can make an informed decision and move in a different direction. And so um, so if they're leaving smiling, so if they're leaving in a better mood, let's talk about mood. They're leaving in a better mood than when they came in. That's a win because mm-hmm. that's something that's memorable. Mm-hmm. Usually you remember the first thing. And the last thing, and then something that was most important. So if we can get them walking out and it was a positive experience. So that's why we're working on actually walking people out to their car when they're leaving. You know, so mm-hmm. it's all relational. It's all relational. In, in all that in hopes that they have a good enough feeling about what had just happened here in this location, our church, that maybe next Sunday or, or another time they'll, they'll feel open and maybe – Come to church. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. So we talked about asking your um, learning. I tell you this one, I've noticed this over the years. So letting people tell their story, you Mm -hmm. know, is kind of a confession. 
they can get stuff out and in a safe environment and can bring healing. And I think that really matches up with James 5, 16. Mm. So confess to one another so you may be healed. It's not a salvation thing. It's about there's a healing that happens when you can actually be honest and somebody listens to you and you listen to them and you know there's no judgment. You know, and it gives them an opportunity to, to be able to move on. But if you don't get to the point where you're getting stuff out, you're really stuck. And so that's a huge, well, I get excited when people say, Hey, I've never really shared this before. Mm, yeah. That's growth. The thing I get really excited because things are going to move in a different direction pretty rapidly. When well, that and we, you know, looking at discipleship, uh, being a mature disciple is basically a journey of multiple decisions that people have made to be less like them and more like Christ. And in order to take those extra steps uh, to be more Christ-like uh, and while we're dying to self, we basically have to unstick from whatever story that we we had. And, and if we're not able to tell and be open uh, about whatever has even got us stuck, and maybe it's something that's even outside our own uh you know, consciousness, our own decision-making, but the fact that I can bring it into the light, that's going to cause me to grow. So I, I, I think this, uh, this training that you did with your group is so applicable to, uh, not just people that are coming in looking for community assistance, but it's common for, uh, people. And I think it's how people grow. I, I agree. I, I definitely agree. I've, um, <laughs> I wish I was better at this in my family life, honestly, um, you know, I'm looking back at my past, mm -hmm. you know, I wish I was a better uh, listener asking better questions. I think my, you know, my wife and I's relationship ha has developed and grown more intimate uh, from this. I'm not so sure with my kids. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got six kids that go back to 35 years old. There's a lot of mistakes. I look back and I'm going, oh, gosh, if I only, if I only. So it's definitely applicable. But now is always a time that works. Absolutely. That's right. So uh, speaking of now, we will take this information uh, from this and talk to people that we are we are in contact with and maybe people that God puts in, us in contact with. And uh, this is a good reminder, Rex, for us to always listen well. Thank you for joining us on the Real Life Discipleship Podcast, where we want you to remember discipleship is simple it's just not easy